Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Sit, boo-boo, sit, boo-boo, sit. Girl, I don't. Some bad hat hair. It's a cool thing. Get any of that. Not a doctor. Bye, have a beautiful from your life. Hello and thank you for checking out this special spoiler-free mini edition of Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damas Leary and that's my dog Pearl in the background. <laughs> and today we'll be discussing... It's a sin. And to help us do that, we are joined once again by host of the Swapcast podcast and sometimes third chair of this podcast, Mr. Paul Mitzi. How you doing, Paul? Good, thanks. Still emotionally recovering from finishing the show last night, but otherwise, all good. <laughs> from finishing oh, the show. Yeah. Is this the first time through? This, this must be your second time through. No, the first time. So I started, I started watching it a while back. Yeah. Uh, like when it first started airing um, and I've... Didn't want it to end like straight away, sure. so I made sure I didn't binge it and like watch like one episode like every week. Mm. Wow, yeah, wow, okay, that's an emotionally responsible way to do it, I think. And I also was dreading because I knew that the last episode was going to be a rough ride for me, and I just <laughs> was avoiding it for as long as possible. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Anyway, let's get moving and get to our spoiler-free review of "It's a Sin." Let me clue you in. Season in review. It's a Sin is a British television five-part drama miniseries written and created by Russell T. Davies, creator of Queerest Folk and showrunner of Doctor Who for its 21st century revival and through the Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant eras, which centres around a group of gay men and their friends living in London through the United Kingdom's HIV-slash-AIDS crisis of the 1980s. The show premiered in the United Kingdom on Channel 4 on the 22nd of January 2021 and stars Ollie Alexander, Omari Douglas, Callum Scott Howes, Lydia West, Nathaniel Curtis, David Carlyle, Neil Patrick Harris, and Stephen Fry. It's a Sin consists of five episodes, each coming in at around 47 minutes, and took us approximately three hours and 55 minutes to watch. The show is available to stream in Australia on Stan and will be streamed on HBO Max in the United States beginning February 18th, 2021. So, before we get to our review, guys, just wanted to ask you both, how familiar are you with the work of Russell T Davies, and in particular, his previous show uh, related to the world of gay men, uh, and gay women, I assume, because I've never actually seen it myself, are uh, queer as folk. Paul? Uh, so I've definitely watched the UK queer as folk 
the whole way through, mm-hmm. um, which I enjoyed. But that is a film that uh, that is a show I feel that like completely shit the bed in the ending. Like the last episode's awful. Oh, um, but in terms of like its place in like queer canon and and queer culture, like it can't be refuted how influential that show was and mm-hmm. how it, it gave like a voice and representation at a time where there really wasn't much at all. That was the introduction of, of queer culture to so many people. So it's such an important show. And I really enjoyed the American remake of it as well. Um, that, uh, premiered a few years after that one did. Uh, I didn't watch any Doctor Who. Um, and I think I've caught an episode of, Banana and Cucumber, his other show, but um, mm-hmm. that's one I'm, I've been meaning to actually watch. Um, and after this, it's definitely uh, encouraged me to go seek that one out. Sure. Damask? Um, I didn't even know that Queer as Folk started off as a UK thing until this very moment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no idea. I watched the, um, I think it was Canadian. It felt very Canadian. Um, yeah. The, yeah, the remake. As a a young girl being like, oh, scandalous. And yes, there were <laughs> lesbians in that one, but they, of course, were just boring and married with children. It was very dull. Um, <laughs> I obviously watched Doctor Who and David Tennant's run is my favourite. So I'm a fan of his work through that. I think that's it. I don't know. I, yeah, I think that's as far as my knowledge of his work goes. Yeah, I didn't watch Queer as Folk, but I remember it being on SBS in Australia. Very aware of it at the time, but I don't think, yeah, not something I watched. As much as I was watching Evangelion South Park, apparently I wasn't watching Queer as Folk. <laughs> um, I was watching Doctor Who, though. I got into Doctor Who during the Russell T Davies era. David Tennant was my favorite doctor. Uh, he got booted for Matt Smith. That's another story. Um, so very appreciative of what he did to bring Doctor Who back to the screen. Also, he did Torchwood or a lot of the Torchwood series, which I've seen smatterings of a season here or two thereof um and beyond that not much i've been mean to check out years and years which i think was the probably the tv show just previous to it's a sin actually which starred emma thompson and mm. looked really interesting it was like a almost oh, like a yes, v Vendetta, like yeah, progression mm. into like tyranny sort of story about how the uk could turn into like an a oppressive government sort of thing literally over years and years through these election cycles mm. i remember seeing the trailer and i think it was really interesting and I think it reviewed okay. I think it was really depressing is what I heard. So Mm, I guess he's really falling into that at the moment. Mm. Just really depressing stuff for people. (laughs) The the most, uh, sorry, the most uh, I heard about it was Ollie Alexander, who's the star of this show. He's the lead singer of the band Years and Years. And And when the show Years and Years was on, uh, everyone who would tweet to... That what they were thinking they were tweeting to the show's page were tweeting to him <laughs> and he'd always do these like really sarcastic responses um, when they were like criticizing the show um, and I, I kind of wonder maybe that's how he ended up getting in contact with Russell T Davies Imagine. and ended up as the lead I in the show so. <laughs> you owe me Russell uh, put me in your show <laughs> all right so who would like to give their spoiler free review first guests get to go first you threw us under the bus last week Paul after you. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a Sin is a phenomenal show. What this show achieves in five 45-minute episodes really highlights how bloated and drawn out most modern TV is. 
there is not a wasted minute in this series, spanning many years and several central characters, covering themes both both deeply personal and broadly political, yet never feeling rushed and never sacrificing the audience's connections with the lead characters. And what a group of characters they are. The Pink Palace crew, Richie, Jill, Roscoe, Ash and Colin are characters I will hold dear to my heart from now on. They are all performed beautifully and written with such heart you just want to reach inside the TV and hug them all. The show is centred around the AIDS crisis of the 1980s and on top of just being a brilliantly made show, it also serves as a stark reminder of what the gay community has overcome. To think that the show is set entirely within my lifetime and shows how men, just like me, were not only getting sick and dying in unprecedented numbers, but how society just let it happen and rejoiced as it was happening. To think if I was born 20 years earlier, I could have been the one dying, scared and alone in a locked hospital room. Many of the policymakers, journalists and academics of the time who allowed this to happen still have influence and power. It's a Sin is a show that needs to be seen. It's also a show that will save lives. HIV testing rates have gone up in the UK since the show premiered. I adored this show. It affected me on a level I don't think any other show or movie for that matter has ever done before. And I think it will be a permanent staple in the gay pop culture canon from now on. Wow. Amen. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, Paul has a history of bringing us shows that we somehow just shit on and dislike. <laughs> Damask, is he going to continue that trend with us tonight? No. No, the, the, the trend <laughs> is fuck. the curse is broken. The curse is broken. I assure you. Um, I was almost tearing up listening to yeah, Paul's absolutely. review. Um, I, I was I was bawling my eyes out as I was writing my review, and so I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's good. At least I've got my tears out now because I do cry mm. on this show from time to time." Um, yeah. So that it, it it may happen. Again, so just just everyone prepare for that for a few awkward yeah. seconds throughout this. All right. <clears throat> Any regular listeners are, are ready. It's fine to mess. <laughs> That's true. They should always be prepared. You're right. Um, okay. So, I put off writing this review. I cleaned my whole house just so I wouldn't have to. There is a lot to say, but I am unsure as to how to express my feelings about this particular five-part journey. It's emotional and it seems to expand in my chest whenever I think about it. It's a Sin is taxing in many ways. 
The subject matter of the AIDS crisis in the 80s isn't light by any means. Thankfully, though, this show does spark a balance of the light with the dark. Making a show about a virus that wiped out a generation of young men all over the world is a big task. It could be overwhelming in scope very easily. This show, thankfully, approached the macro by focusing on the micro. We zoom into the story of one friendship group, and while death swirls around them all, each character has a vibrancy that comes from being so full of life. Joy can be found in the love they find in one another. Many scenes are filled with laughter, encouragement, and hope, and the memories of those gloriously youthful experiences have an undeniable presence in the scenes of unparalleled despair. The horror of impending destruction makes this a hard show to binge, so I didn't. One episode a night is all I could stomach. In fact, more than once, I ended an episode in heaving cries. It kept me up at night. I was filled with sadness for days after certain episodes. By starting the show with quite a universal experience, that of discovering adult friendships and freedom beyond familial ties, it makes this a more relatable watch than I was expecting. The bonds created through raucous nights out and innocently irresponsible adventures were such an integral part of leaving behind childhood for me that this was a relatable aspect to a show about an event that I have come nowhere close to experiencing myself. So this show has that framework that a lot of audience members can relate to. What you're seeing on the screen looks so familiar. You watch it and you think, there I am, there my friends are, we've done that, we do that. And then the rug is pulled out from under you. You fall to the ground and chip a tooth and you think, wait, I thought we were having innocent fun. Why am I left here bleeding? It's shocking to see and it makes for compelling television. As a baby queer, I read and watched lots about the AIDS crisis and I have felt deep sadness when learning about the horrors of the virus itself and felt anger at the lack of care provided by those who should have done so much more or, you know, done anything at all. But this experience of watching It's a Sin was something else. It feels personal. The deprivation of a future, one that as a young person you feel guaranteed, to remove that and to see it ripped from people's hands, people that you have developed an attachment to over the season, is pretty unbearable. It feels traumatic, as it should. It's a sin that takes the crisis from conceptual to personal. You know, a lot of my closest and dearest friends are gay men. Some of my favourite memories are, here it comes, are of going out, of having adventures, and of course, staying at home, drinking cheap sparkling, and finding family in one another. And if if this happened to them, I, I couldn't recover. The loss of that family would be so severe. And to imagine losing not only your immediate queer family, but your global one too, is just, it's too much to take. And this was a very upsetting TV experience for me, and I'm sure for many people, but I'm so thankful to have had it. It's an important part of queer history and one that shouldn't be coldly read about in books, but like viscerally felt. This was only 30 years ago. The mourning should continue. 
as should the celebration of such wild vibrancy that each person gave to the world while they were still here. Now, as a show, it is well constructed, as Paul was saying, like they take up every minute to tell you so much. And I think, though, there are a few corners here and there that they cut narratively. But for only having five parts, it's incredible how much they manage to fit in. This show will stay with me for quite a while. I recommend it. I really do. But it will be a hard watch. That's my review. Um, something I just wanted to to jump on there that you were saying about how maybe it felt like there were a few corners that were cut or whatnot. Mm. In researching the background of the show, apparently this was originally pitched to the BBC mm. as being an eight-part series. Mm. And eventually Channel 4 picked it up but under, the, under the proviso that was condensed down to a five-part series. So yeah. I kind of, if I'm being extremely hypercritical for a second, and this not, does not reflect my thoughts on the show overall, I, there are a couple of characters or moments I feel like or parts of the show I'm like I feel like there could have been a bit more there Mm -hmm. I think just down to literal logistics it didn't happen unfortunately I agree Um, even as I was watching it I was like I see the moves being made and why they're made and it was just happening very quickly that's all at very like few points during the show but yeah that makes a lot of sense to me that yeah it it could have easily been an eight-part series yeah, and this was like a broadcast series, so they really had the constraint of the episode lengths as well. So mm. I was reading a listen uh, interview with the creator, and he was talking about there's an episode where um, Ash is making this giant speech about um, the banning of queer books at schools, mm-hmm. and he was just praying the whole time that the episode would come to the right length so that he wouldn't have to cut that out because he knew that they would make him cut that out because it wasn't integral to the plot. It wasn't essential, as powerful or as, like, uh, insightful as it was. It wasn't, an as you said, integral part or essential part of the story. Yeah, you could have easily cut that. If forced to, I mean. But they didn't. Um, I'm going to be a little bit honest with you for a second. I finished watching the show at my lunch break at work today. Mm. So I haven't had a lot of time to write (laughs) anything. And I can't compete with just what came before me from you two, so I'm hoping you try. So it's going to be a very brief review. Were you crying um, into your sandwich? That would have been a very intense <laughs> lunch break. Honestly, uh, actually, the very, very end, I'm not going to talk spoilers here at all, yeah. I wasn't necessarily crying at any other moment in the show, as effective as it was. Mm. It wasn't one of those moments where you cry. The fucking very end, though, mm. uh, for some reason, one of the last images really got me. I think it was just emblematic of... Yeah, I can't talk about it. Spoilers. But that was like, oh shit, I'm a I'm I have to start working another half an hour. I can't do this. Uh yeah, that got me. Um I like what you're saying about how personal this show feels. I think that's probably the magic dust that makes this show so special. There's a part of me that looked at this show as it was starting off. It's like, oh, we've just watched Pose recently, which was set during a very similar era and was centered on this same disease, uh, just set in New York. And we've watched another show that was also set during the Margaret Thatcher era and centered on Margaret Margaret Thatcher in the UK. It's like, this could be familiar in some ways. But this show is completely unique from those in many, many different ways. But I think what you said about how personal this feels, how much I think Russell T Davies and anybody else involved with the show has put into this that makes it so incredible is spot on. It is just masterfully written and constructed. Very little in this show is wasted. Nearly every part of it has purpose in ways that I didn't expect, but just shows the experience that Russell T Davies has as a TV writer. He is incredible at his craft. Um, 
the most important thing this show does, and you were talking about this, Paul, is make you care about these characters so quickly. It's only five episodes, and immediately I'm attached and connected to these characters. And that comes down to the excellent writing, the fantastic direction, and the performances from these people. It is just it is worth applauding. That the show from other craft points, whether it's like soundtrack or cinematography stuff, isn't necessarily pushing the envelope like some other shows of this modern era of golden television or platinum television might do, but it does everything it needs to so solidly. Mechanically, this is just a solid, solid show. It knows surgically how to get from point A to point B and have the effect it wants on the audience. It is incredible. It is beautiful, but it is brutal this show on so many levels and that's also what part is part of the magic but this isn't just about the misery it's a look at the whole era from when this started as a rumor to when it became something something that resembles closer to what our sort of experience with aids is now and in doing so what surprised me the most at the end was just exactly what its final message or perspective was um the final episode For parts of it, I was like, oh, this might be my least favorite episode. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And then the the shoe drops and I was like, no, this was the most important episode and ties everything that came before it together in such an incredible way. Um, You were talking about this being essential viewing and I 100% agree. The ultimate thesis of this show is something that everybody should watch queer or otherwise it it is extremely important if i had to compare it i've already tried to compare it to pose or to uh the crown if there's one show that we've watched recently that i do think this has comparisons to it's i may destroy you in terms it has a similar importance and master of its message and storytelling um and i can't think of a higher praise than to compare it to that show it is it is exceptional uh, Paul, what would you score It's a Sin out of five stars? Can you do higher than five? <laughs> um, uh, I Definitely five. Five for sure. No question. Damask? Um, uh, <clears throat> it was really hard to rate this one yeah. because really emotionally affecting and important in terms of what it's doing as a TV show. Uh, amazing for a five-part series, I, but I think I'm going to give it like a really strong four, really strong. Okay. I am going to give it five stars. And I was right. now I was I'm the on, homophobe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was te- I was teetering on a four point five. Um, maybe, maybe mainly for some of the things that I talked about, possibly being limitations of it being turned from an eight-part series to a five-part series, or mm. what we suspect is that. Um, but I also thought about, like, I gave Ted Lasso, which I... So, this show is a show that is so important that everyone needs to watch it. Mm. Ted Lasso is a show that I adore with my whole heart, and I gave it a 4.5. And I'm like, oh, can I give this show a higher score than that one, considering how much I can't stop gushing about that show? And the answer is yes, because the reason I didn't give Ted Lasso a 5 is because I felt like I had room to grow. This show is complete. It is a... Full thought, I've never once said this is It's a Sin Season 1 because we're not getting a Season 2. It's mm. a done thing. Yeah, It's a mini-series that's complete. And I think ultimately what it adds up to is so 
important that I'm going to give it five stars and give it the highest possible rating and try and implore everybody, everybody who listens to this Mm. podcast to watch it. Thanks for listening to our spoiler-free review of It's a Sin. If you'd like to hear our extended spoiler-free thoughts in our full It's a Sin episode or to check out any of the other 150 seasons of television we reviewed, head to huntingseasonspodcast.com or find us on Acast, Spotify or your favourite podcast app by searching for Hunting Seasons, a TV podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.